0: Um, I've had the joy of being away. So um, I went to a conference um, run by rural ministries um, and it was um, ministries around the country who are rural. And I realised that I thought Sudbury and Cornard is rural. It's not. There's there's congregations and they're talking about people with five and six people in in villages with less than 60 people. So I I'm in a loft. Um, So you're right Alan, I'll just keep talking you play. Um, so yeah, I re- realized that we're not actually that rural. Cornard has 4,000 people and it's growing. Sudbury is a fifteen, sixteen thousand 16,000 population and growing. So actually, I don't know why I was at this conference, but it was very good. And actually, it still cast as rural because then going up to Manchester at the weekend to pick up Ethan, you realise we're no nothing like a city. Um, so it's been interesting to see how we do things differently, and how we challenge ourselves and what we do as ministry and the different things that are going around. Um, I used a lot of the people when I was away to actually discuss this topic. So if it feels at times these are rambling thoughts, it's mainly because it's just me. Um, um, but also, because we 're talking to other people about what it means to be a disciple, so today second part of the life group sort of series we we'll 're doing is looking at discipleship. Um, and i 've been looking at the word discipleship, what it means where it comes from um, a lot of the times you have discipleship and like discipleship years or going out to so like Eden's I think in the part of the discipleship year, so you go and learn something new for a year um, and then you get released back um, so then when we talk about church context of discipleship, I find it 's an interesting one to try and to discuss and think about because there 's a power dynamic because if it 's eden 's you 've got a wise Stuart and Jude who are the prefer- Professionals, and you've got people coming to them to learn how to be better at youth work. So there's a natural relationship of somebody that knows and somebody that wants to know. And that, in some respects, is what it is to be a disciple. But we're going to look at Jesus. So today, I want to look at this whole idea of being a disciple and then what it means to be like a discipling culture part of discipleship. So we're going to explore that together. Um, I looked at is it biblical? Is discipleship actually biblical? Because it's not mentioned in the Bible. So is it one of these new words that we've created to describe something that we do within church? And that's really where it is. Because there's lots of disciples, but actually the whole thing of discipleship is something that's not actually in the Bible. Dum, dum, dum. So the scripture, John 8, 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really to my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you through simple really that's all we have to do um but it's not that simple um So what does it mean to be a disciple? Um, And what was Jesus saying to um, the other people around, the other Jews, the rabbis, the watchers on, the centurions, the Romans? What was he actually asking? And you have, I always like a bit of art, um, Jesus here. But in the Old Testament, there are some other examples. Um, We see this relationship between Elisha and Elijah, Moses and Joshua. Um, And a lot of the commentaries are suggesting that the whole relationship between Israel and Yahweh was was this disciple mentality. It was a country, a nation, keep coming back to God to ask him, what do I need to do? Um, But Israel, as we know, weren't the best disciples because they brought in other rules, they brought other regulations in to try and make them be better disciples. And I think if we're not careful, we can do the same today. That being disciples is rules and regulations. It's what you should do, it's what you shouldn't do, it's that whole list. And I remember growing up, and I'm sure I've shared this before in church, that when I first became a Christian, I got told that I should do certain things. I should not drink, I should not go to pubs, um, I should not listen to Nirvana, I should not listen to certain CDs, I should take posters down on my wall if they had girls on top of the cars, things like that. So I had a very strong idea of what was wrong growing up. So I started to live in a way that actually it was what I did rather than the heart behind. The examples we see is following in the example of another. So my example is following in the people who I knew rather than following the example of Jesus. And for today I want us to look at that whole thing of who are we following in our discipleship. What makes us a disciple that we are and where is our example. So for Jesus... There you go, that's a nice picture of Jesus and a rabbi. Um, funny enough, Google does not have many pictures of rabbis and Jesus. I did search, it's not been searched that often. Um, But the rabbinic law... Is that me again? I was trying to stand somewhere. Um, the rabbinic law and the relationship. So a rabbi, if you wanted to follow a rabbi, you would choose. So I'm going to use Anna and Jude as my examples. So if I looked at those two you're wise, I like the look of you two, I think what you're saying is really important, I would choose which one I would go to. So if I listened to Jude and thought, oh, she says some good things, listen to Anna... Yep, some also good things. It's not a competition anyway. Don't give me the face, Anna. Um, you know, I would look around and see which one did I like the most. Which one did I like? What they were saying. Which one fitted me as an individual? And then I would follow them. I would listen to them. I would go. So I would I'm you. I'm picking you too, just just for ease because you're there. And then, um, so I'd follow you, and I'd come and watch you. I would do everything you did. And that might take years. And then you might give me a few little errands. You might say, Ben, go and try this. See if you can do this now yourself. And you'd watch and see if I did it. And then you'd give me more teaching, more illustrations, more chance to develop my skills. And that one day, Jude would say, it would be one day. Jude would say to me, you are now knowledgeable. You are now wise. And I would leave you and I'd be my own rabbi. And then I'd go and find followers myself. And you go, oh, he's nice. He says some good things. I'll follow you. So that was the context of the, old, of the rabbis in the New Testament time. So people would go and follow them. They, um, I've written down the different bits. So, whereas Jesus, he went and chose people. He went and made a very intentional selection process. Rabbis, it was if you liked what they said, you'd go and choose them. The rabbis would say the wisdom is the Torah, the first six books of the Bible. That's your knowledge. That's all you need to hold on to. Where Jesus was saying, don't just go for law. Law's not enough. It won't save you. I said before, disciples were transitioned to become a rabbi. But with Jesus, you're always a disciple. You're never going to be the rabbi. You're never going to be the teacher. Because we're always learning. And I was thinking about this. some other relationships about that. Yes, there might be. But I think that's where some of our problems come when we start thinking that we can be the teacher. Jesus will always be the teacher in our story if we're a disciple. He's the one that we should always be following after to replicate, to model, to look like. And in churches, sadly, I've seen where it's become the person has been the people that saves people. So the person has been the individual that saves people. I've been through Alpha courses and I've been helping in Alpha courses. And somebody's given a testimony at the end. And they say, I just want to thank you for this person. This person's done everything for me. And the observation was at times that Jesus was never mentioned in the story. Because all that they knew and understood was the person. And if they had problems, which we all do because we're never perfect, that would mess up their whole faith. Because they were finding Jesus in an individual who was broken rather than going to Jesus himself. The rabbi was about law and rule, but Jesus was about the individual. The rabbi would stress separation from other groups. So if you're with me, stay with me. Don't go and see Anna. Don't even talk to Anna, because she'll tell you lies. She'll tell you things that are not true. So Jude, I need to keep with you all the time. Jesus was very different. He said, go and see everybody meet everybody, speak to everybody. You look in the New Testament and the stories and the people that Jesus met with. He met with the prostitutes, he met with the tax collectors, he met with the people that were socially not acceptable. But for the rabbis, no. That's unpure and they had their own little rituals and the reasons why that was dangerous. And then sometimes I think as church and as disciples that we are, we become more rabbi than Jesus no I don't do anything (laughs) Um, so we become more rabbi than disciple of Jesus because we create rules we create ways in which you can be a better Christian we give people lists and ways that they should be rather than releasing them and pointing them back to Jesus every time is it this mic or that mic sorry okay and I'll move it to the back pocket. I'll tighten that bit up. Mid back. Okay. No, I'm not gonna do that. That's not good. Okay, move, I'll go to that There you go. I makes I wonder when I have one of these though, Anna, so you do know what's coming next. Um so Jesus we moved to oh on this one. It's a, it's a Great quotes, I've been reading a book, um, one that suggested building a discipling culture. Um, so Matt can have this once I finish reading it. Um, and there's this is classic uh, comment for, about Jesus. He was a classic horse whisperer, inviting his followers into an intimate relation with him, while also initiating a direct challenge to behaviors he knew were either wrong or unhealthy. That was completely different to the rabbi monta- mentality, because the rabbi just wanted you to follow and replicate what he did. Jesus is asking for something completely different. Because if you are a disciple, that means your life has to be challenged. And it's a lifelong journey. Um, The rabbi, you you become the rabbi, and then you're all knowing. From the first day to the last day, I will always be a disciple. I will always be learning what it means to follow after Jesus. There might be some times where I get better bits, I'm better at certain bits, and there'll be other times that I have to go back to the beginning because actually I've gone down the wrong path. And a disciple is someone that always, always is willing to learn. And you know me, the way I work, I always put challenge through all that I share. And for some of us that have been Christians for long, long times, are you still learning? Are you still asking God to show you new things of himself? Um, And I looked at a second quote in this one. Um, John Wimber was reading some of his stuff. And he says, it's not just training and accumulating knowledge. Jesus points us to be action orientated. And this is the challenge I think about being a lifelong learner. We have got into a habit within our culture where that has become knowledge. But then you look at Jesus' example, and it wasn't just knowledge. Look how Jesus spent his time. Look at what he did and where he spent his time with people. So if all you are doing is reading your Bible, that is amazing. But that is only one part of being a disciple. That is not everything. So if you gain knowledge and you're just trying to be the cleverest Christian, that is okay. But is that being a disciple? And I would suggest for my reading, Yes. You're just scratching the surface. Because so much about being a disciple with Jesus is that we walk with him, we talk with him, and we live with him. Every aspect of our life should be pointing and challenging after him. Um, the New Testament, we see a few other characters. Um, Paul is one that I love, and I've got the Bible verses for these, ones people want to know. But Paul sought out Timothy as his disciple. Paul recognized Timothy's challenges and loved him as a son. Paul allowed Timothy's share in his ministry and expected much from Timothy while challenging and encouraging him. Paul could die well knowing his disciple could carry on his work. That is a very different sort of relationship when we think about disciple and how we are with God. Now, if you change the names in that and put our names, because Jesus sought out you. Jesus recognises your challenges and still loves you as a son. Jesus allowed me, you, to share in the ministry and expected much from me while challenging and encouraging me. This one doesn't work at the back, so be careful, this one. But do we die well knowing that we've done all that our, God has asked of us and Jesus has asked of us? Because the discipleship journey is one of following after him in the in the steps of the, of Jesus. We look at the example, we read through the New Testament, and there's so many examples of what Jesus did. And then I look at my life, and I didn't want to think of anybody else's because that's not the, what this whole disciple thing is. If I'm a learner, how much have I learned? Am I still making the same mistakes when I was a Christian 20 years ago? Have I become different from when I first started this race? Because being a learner, and that's the description of uh, a disciple, is am I still learning new things? Am I still asking God and Jesus to teach me new things? Or do I think that I know enough now so I can do it? And that's the possibly the rabbi way, the Pharisee way, where we go back to what we know rather than the daily relationship. Checking on time. So a disciple is a lifelong learner. And the disciple learns from the one. We only have one person which we learn from, that's Jesus. And we have to learn from him what it means and what the Bible works, how the Bible works. And what it's going to say to us. So I like this sort of term rather than discipleship, because I think there's the power thing of we're always going to be in discipleship with Jesus. That's always going to be the case. But what do we do together? And this is how I suppose I want to bring it back to um, life groups, because we're all disciples on the journey. We're all in different points of that journey, but actually. What we're we doing at New Life Church, and it's, for me, it's this thing: Are we going to be a discipling culture, and how are we going to help others follow Jesus? Because that is our responsibility. You can lock me in a room, and I can be a disciple, but does that change the world around me? Does that really do what Jesus asked for us to be as his disciples? The Great Commission. Matt's not here, so i was going to smile at him as he mentioned because he mentions it all the time. Um, the Great Commission is about going. It's about doing. It's about affecting. So to be a disciple means that I'm going to affect those around me. And being a disciple in culture means that we're going to help each other to be all that God and Jesus wants us to be. So for those new Christians, whether those old Christians, are we going to be a culture which challenges and pushes each other? Not just to be clever, but also to be an example. Last week when we were at the conference, it was just fantastic talking to people about what they're doing in their churches just exciting and it just you know just really makes you think that actually nothing's impossible. Your spirit is raised, your expectation of what can, God can do is just heightened and our job for each other is to do that. How am I going to learn from each of you? How are you going to learn from me? It's not because I'm your, I'm not the teacher and you but we're all learning together. So how are we going to learn? Life groups is one of those examples, but it's not the sole one. So before I move on to this next, but I need to make that clear. Don't think I'm just selling life groups, and if you're not in a life group, you don't get it. That's not what I'm saying. We all are doing this in one way, shape, or form in our lives. There are things we can do more of to make it even better, but then I'm very much aware of our society and what we do in our life that actually life groups is not always the easiest or the practical thing to get to. But... I believe we all have a responsibility. So whether we do that in other groups around the week, or whether we do it within WhatsApp groups, whether we do it in... There's so many different variables how we can do this now. But, yes. So that's that's sense So I think there's three things for me, as we are discipling culture, is this one. Observe. We have the greatest resources with the biggest amount of experience sitting in this room. But how do I know your story? How do I know how your faith has worked out? How do I know what it means to go through different types of struggles? We can pass and we can just talk to each other at different times about coffee and football and sport and children. But does that make me a better disciple? How do I learn from you? How do you learn from me? How do I find that your experience got you through different situations in your life? So the biggest thing, I think, for me is observe. And I've had with um, moving around, doing different things, working in a mission organisation. I've seen people who I just look up to so much because of how they are just so faithful, or how they demonstrate grace when actually I think they should just slap them around the back of the head. You know, there's different examples that I've seen that have challenged me to be different. I get frustrated really easily. It's just, I know the way that I am, and I have to work really hard to just not get annoyed. And some of the people around me have continued to challenge me and say, Ben, but you can't live like that. And it's not just going, tutting away at the background and going, oh, Ben, you've done it again. It's people that walk and talk with you and share with you about what's going on. So if I've messed up, how that person comes alongside. And interestingly, I've realized that the people that I like to do that with, the people that also acknowledge it in their life, they need it as well. I may be a bit stubborn. Maybe I think I am a bit stubborn, but if somebody is not willing to learn themselves, actually I don't go and see them because you seek people out who you know and you trust and you observe in. So if I see a teachable spirit in somebody, I'm likely to go to them and learn from them. But if somebody stands and I've got all my life sorted out. Actually, personally, I wouldn't go and spend time with them because actually it's just going to be you telling me what I should do rather than us learning this together. Does that make sense? And I think that's the challenge about when we observe from people, we seek out the people that will bless us, will build us up. And you'll know, if it's tiring when you meet with people, and most of the time Christians, it's tiring when you're with them, actually are they the right people you should spend time with? There are other people that might be helping you out. Say, yeah, read your Bible. Understand Jesus more. See what happens from people reading and how it affects their lives. You get people watches. I love people watching. I have to sit in coffee shops looking not through the glass, because otherwise I'll just look at people walking around, because I'll be distracted. But we need to be people that look and seek out people who are. Understand Jesus, who are invested in their Bible, who pray, and you see that in their lives in all areas. Do. And this is the big thing for me as a disciple put it into practice. We can have so much knowledge, and as I mentioned about me being locked in a room, but if that doesn't affect how I live my life, the knowledge is dead. I just become clever. Which is not what Jesus wanted. He didn't want clever people just sitting in a room doing nothing by themselves. He wanted people that would change the world. And from the do bit is us becoming more like Jesus and that affecting others around us. And when I do look at the example, we look at the Gospels, you look at the letters that Paul wrote and Jesus. I only scratch the surface of being a disciple my honest observation, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I don't do too bad on this, but then look at all that happened and all that happens in the Bible. And I don't do that. I still need to be more confident to trust that you can do this. So the big thing for me on the do is copy Jesus. Do I copy Jesus in my day? Do I bring life into situations? Do I bring hope into situations? Is Jesus' character the things that comes out in who I am? So observe, learn together, do together. And that's the thing as well, is that I know sometimes doing this with other people is far easier than doing it by yourself. If you do pastoral visits, going to visit people who aren't very well. That's the doing. That's showing love, showing compassion. It's all of these things. Please make me realize when I say do, it's not just always out sharing the gospel. That is part of our job and part of what we're called to do. But it's also being compassionate. It's loving those that are unloved. It's lots of different things. Live. The difference between the rabbis and the Pharisees that we have and the example of the New Testament is that that tied them up so much into regulation that they couldn't do things because of the certain rituals or the things they had to do those days. We go back to the Bible verse at the beginning. And I haven't got that yet. I'll come back. But it talks about bringing life and the truth setting us free. We are called to live in that freedom. Not in the fact that we think we have nothing to offer, or that our story is not as good as somebody else's, or our example is not as good as somebody else's. All of our stories bless and encourage other people. All of them. Whether you've been a Christian from the age of eight and you've been brought up in a Christian family, versus somebody who became a Christian at 16, 32, or you've been in prison, or you've just come to faith and made sense of it. All of our stories matter. So live. Live demonstrating Jesus' character. Um, I've been reading a bit of Dietrich at the moment. Um, and he says the cost of discipleship is this, and it just focuses our mind. The life of discipleship can only be maintained as long as nothing is allowed to come between Christ and ourselves neither the law, not personal piety, not even the world. A disciple always looks only to his master, never to Christ and the sorry, never to Christ and the law, Christ and religion, Christ and the world. only by following Christ alone can we preserve a single eye and for me if i 'm thinking what does that mean, first off, if we have to be people who are on this disciple journey, we have to be emulating, following after Christ, following after God and his example. And then I come to suppose this pose, the so what this is all great, but we 're talking about life groups at the moment, and the challenge to be a disciple is that your life looks different, and that you share your life. And this, Some it's as simple as that: Share your life. Some of us we may be getting into habits um, of doing life by ourselves then actually we need to be a bit more sharing others. And I don't want to go into, um, we've got Victor coming in a few weeks' time talking about um, iron sharpening iron and what it means to be in relationship with each other. So I don't want to go into that bit. But to be a disciple alone is not the way we were made. Jesus didn't say, here's one disciple, let me talk to you. Brilliant, now go by yourself, do something else jesus put community of disciples together he put them in environments and then pushed them out he said okay here go do this go do this and our challenge for so what for us is that are you doing discipleship discipling community together or are we still doing it by ourselves the challenges with our lives and business is to find ways to do it that's that is a huge challenge we are called to be a people that work together, to disciple together, to live together, and to share the, you know, the community together. And if us as disciples we're not emulating Jesus, then we're given a poor copy to the world around us. And that's been the challenge for me this week as I've been preparing for this: is that what copy am I showing? Am I more rabbi, 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 <laughs> more rabbi than Jesus? Jesus was transformational. When you met him, he would have changed your life. When people meet us, is that the same story? And I find Jesus such a bad example to use because he's so amazing and like God. So that does change the level of who we're trying to emulate. But you read the rest of the New Testament, it was always about emulating Jesus. Always. That is our standard. That is our level that we are trying to push and be like. So I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for the example. Thank you for the example that you give us. The Lord, that example seems so hard at times because Jesus was the Son of God. But Lord, you call us to be disciples, and Lord, we are your disciples. Lord, help us to work out what that means. Lord, I pray that you would challenge us if we need to be a bit more proactive, if we need to find different ways of learning from each other. Father, I pray that you would help us to know that doing the discipling journey is not one you do by yourself. And, Lord, if that's how we feel sometimes, Lord, I pray that you would really challenge that. That, Lord, would know that actually we do church, community, faith together. And, Lord, help us to also find people around us that we can learn from. Father, I thank you for the, just the depth of knowledge, of understanding, of wisdom in this place, of the, just the way that people serve and people love and affect community. And Lord, I just pray that in all that we do as church, that Lord would share our stories. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.